Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tomi Rotimi. You already know who I am. But if you don't know, I run a fashion label here in Lagos, Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand for the past 18 years. So I think I know a thing or two. Last week, we had a very interesting conversation about how to manage disgruntled customers. What do you do when your customers are upset with you? I got a lot of feedback from that and a lot of interesting stories too. So thank you so much for the for the feedback. Today we're talking about what are the things that get the customers upset? I think if we're going to manage disgruntled customers and we have that skill, that's awesome. But maybe we should go to the root cause of the problem. Why are the customers getting upset in the first place? Now, like I had said in the last episode, you can't avoid this. No matter how customer-focused, how great your processes are, how wonderful your products are, how your customer service uh, relations are, you will have situations where you will get your customers upset. Something will go wrong in the process and the customer will get upset. Um, Your ability to manage this situation goes a long way in reinforcing in your customer's mind why she is your brand of choice. But if you are consistently getting disgruntled customers, if this is something that happens so often, you are constantly getting customers upset, you're constantly having clothes being returned, you're constantly getting bad feedback from your customers, then there is a root problem. There's something fundamentally wrong with what you're doing. So what I'm trying to do today is to just, we're going to talk about six six reasons why your customers generally get upset. Six reasons why customers generally get upset. And um, if you can recognize yourself in any of these reasons, then that awareness will go a long way in helping you fix the problem. And then maybe you wouldn't have so many disgruntled customers to start with. Okay, number one, one of the reasons why you constantly get customers getting upset with you is because you overpromise. Overpromising. Overpromising is something that we all tend to do, sometimes even without knowing. In the bid to get a customer's business or please a customer, you know, you, you tell them you will do things that you don't have the capacity to do. So you create this expectation and, you know, there's nothing worse than creating an expectation in the mind of the customer and then you don't deliver, you know. It makes it hurt even more, right, when the customer has this expectation and you don't live up to it. So one of the reasons why you constantly upset your customers is because you overpromise. So if, for instance, right, you know, you have said to your customer, I'm going to deliver this dress in 10 days. But you know that the process from beginning to end of you sourcing the fabric, getting the trimmings, getting the fittings done, everything that goes into it will take you, say, 12 days. You shouldn't promise the customer 10 days. You are setting yourself up to fail and you are setting the customer up to be upset. The feeling of disappointment is one that is very difficult to shake off. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you are setting your customer up for disappointment. It's difficult to recover from that, especially if it's something you do regularly. 
Of course, it also makes you look like somebody who has no integrity. When you are constantly saying something and you are not doing it, you are not delivering on it. So while I know your intentions are noble and your intentions are fine, you really just are trying to, um, you know, satisfy your customer. But if you overpromise and you don't deliver, you are creating an environment that is constantly setting up the customer to be disappointed. And again, you are putting a lot of pressure on your resources, on your team, you know, putting them under all this pressure to do something that you know is not feasible. So stop over-promising. Tell your customer to be ready when it's to be ready. Or better still, it's better to under-promise, right? If you know that turnaround time for delivery sensibly would be 12 days, say to your customer, your outfit will be ready in 16 days. Give yourself that four-day wriggle room. So that when you now call her for this earlier saying, it's actually ready. What you have done is you have created an opportunity for her to be impressed. Now that is a feeling also that cannot be shaken off. And that is a feeling we want to consistently, um, you know, experience through our customers. So that's number one. Number two, a reason why um, your customers get upset with you is that you are not clear about your value proposition. This one for me is the most important reason of all. The customer doesn't really know what it is that you do. She doesn't know what it is that you are good at. She doesn't know what your strengths are. She doesn't know what your brand is about. She only knows, you know, you generally, this is what you do. You make clothes. What this does is that you will constantly attract customers who come to you with their own issues, with their own agenda. They come to you to solve a problem they have. They are not coming to you because they are clear as to the solutions that you provide. So for instance, if your strength really is in making day wear, but you have not been clear about this, and customers are constantly coming to you asking you to make evening wear, and because you don't want to turn away business, you go ahead and try to do it. And then you are not really good at it. And this just causes problems on end, right? But if you are clear as to what your value proposition is, you own what your strengths are, you own what your solutions are, you say this everywhere you can, you put this on all your platforms, you are constantly expressing to the market what it is you want them to know you for. What will happen invariably is that these are the kind of people you will attract. The people that will be attracted to your brand will be the people who appreciate your value, who appreciate your value proposition, who can identify with what it is you say you are good at. And of course, you are able to back up this claim with evidence, testimonials. People know what you are good at because you've told them and you are able to deliver because you have equipped yourself to perform. But if you are not clear as to what your value proposition is, you will attract people who have other problems other than the ones you are wired to solve. I'll say it one last time so that it sinks in. If you are not clear as to what your value proposition is, you will attract people with problems you are not wired to solve. And of course, the worst thing 
for a business is to constantly have people coming in and you are constantly turning them away. You know, you don't really want to do that. So, of course, you'll be tempted to try and solve this problem that you are not equipped to solve. It's downhill from there. The customer will definitely see um, through your your competencies or your lack of it. And, um, of course, you're setting her up again to be disappointed, to be upset, to be disgruntled. And, of course, she wouldn't have any good referrals for you either. So, please be clear as to what your value proposition is. Don't be ashamed of it and don't be intimidated by other people's value propositions own what it is you are good at whatever it is you know you can evolve right you can get better at other things you can gain new skills but for where you are right now try and set up yourself so that you are only attracting the people you can service with your skills with your talent with the solutions that you have right number three the other reason why, another reason why you are constantly having customers being upset is because you do not have a fair return policy. Most of us are guilty of this, but we don't have to be. Like I said, you must always have an out for your customer. The ultimate out is a refund, right? Now, don't get me wrong. A refund doesn't necessarily solve the problem because ultimately the customer has come to you for a product or for a service that's what she wants if she wanted to keep more of her money she would not have come to you to spend it so giving her back her money when she doesn't have the solution that she was looking for is not the solution really but what it does is it at least gives the impression that you are not in it all for the money And it also gives the impression that you care about your customer and you're not being selfish or self-centered. If this is a situation where, you know, offering the customer a refund is warranted, then you should. And that should be in your policy so that it is clear and it's not an isolated situation. If your customer knows that at the end of the day, I can get a refund if I don't get what I want, she's actually more likely to patronize you. And if she feels like, oh, I'm not certain she can deliver on this service, um, but, you know, there's not going to be a refund, so I don't know if to go ahead. You don't want a customer overthinking whether or not to buy from you. So create a situation where there's a a refund opportunity. Um, I'm not saying you should expose your customers or expose your business to be... um, manipulated or to be taken advantage of no but you know look at your policies and at least have some scenarios where you know there are um, return policies where the customer can get her funds back you know all things being equal everything being fair you know this return policy thing just also confirms that your business is customer centric customer focused it's not really just about what works for you Return policies also don't have to be just about money. You know, you can have exchanges, you can have um, store credits. There's so many things you can do. But ultimately, if it does come down to it, a return policy should be an option on the table. Um, Number four, another reason why your customers are upset with you is because you are getting too familiar. 
I talked about this a little bit in the last episode and I think we need to mention it here. I see this happen quite a bit. I have been on the receiving end of this as a customer where the vendor gets too familiar with my business, too familiar with me and thinks because of the familiarity, you know, I have almost given her permission to disappoint me or permission not to take my business seriously. I have been at the receiving end of this where you get familiar with a customer you know, or where a vendor gets familiar with you and, you know, does not prioritize your business. You can't do this because what happens is this. While the customer may enjoy your long conversations, when it comes to referring other people to you or even a situation where she needs something done urgently or taken seriously, she will not necessarily think of you because she doesn't want to put you know people in her network through you know that kind of situation she doesn't know she might be happy to take it on her own but to refer somebody who she respects to your brand is something that she will second guess you don't want anybody second guessing when it comes to referring people to your brand and this familiarity thing is real like i said um i've experienced it before and it wasn't a good feeling Eventually, I stopped buying from this vendor, right? I just stopped buying from this vendor. She's still my friend, but she's definitely not a vendor that I buy from. I want to go to somebody who considers my business as valuable, who respects me, respects my time, and who is passionate about um, delivering good service to me, irrespective of whether or not we are friends, right? Being your friend should not be an inconvenience. Being your friend should be you know an edge that we have it should be a privilege to be your friend and that privilege should show in in the way that you know you are being serviced so please i see this happening a lot it's something that hits quite close to home for me because it's something i experience um and i have determined personally as 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 a business owner that um whether it's a friend turned customer a customer turned friend once a customer walks in through my door she'll be treated like royalty she will not be treated with um, such familiarity as to warrant us not valuing her business right and i think that's something that you should consider as well um the next reason why your customers are consistently upset with you is because you are inconsistent that's a play, play on words there you are inconsistent you are good at your job or your service today tomorrow you are not so you are not predictable the customer cannot predict their outcome she could buy a dress from you today that fits perfectly and then she comes next week and buys another dress and it doesn't fit perfectly she could buy a dress from you today that looks really really good on the rack and you know you know it's available all the time and then when she refers somebody you know there's some kind of a scarcity you know you are not consistent not being consistent is probably one of the most frustrating sources of um you know one of the most the biggest sources of frustration for your customer because they cannot they're not confident to refer you they're not even confident to patronize you you know it's always like oh fingers crossed you know it's a hit or miss with her. She could get it right today and maybe she won't get it right tomorrow. The only reason why that is happening is because you have not tightened your processes. 
that is why you're having inconsistencies. If your processes were tight, if your processes were, were strong, then it's likely that you'll be able to deliver consistent quality in your output. So you need to fix that. You know, one of the reasons why I have such a high uh, percentage of return customers is because they trust our, our brand to deliver consistently. The quality is there consistently. So this is something that you need to do. Be consistent with your work. Get the training that you need. Get the technology or the equipment that you need. Whatever it is you need that would deliver on that, on you being consistent, you need to invest in that. You know, it's very, very important that you do that. Um, my next point, why your customers are not, are constantly upset. And this one is the last point. You are focusing so much on a good product. You are not considering a pleasant experience. So customers, you know, enjoy your product, but they don't enjoy the experience. And this is very important because a lot of us really think that once you have the product locked down, then it's all good. The customer cannot um, replace you easily and she'll keep on coming to you because you do have the product locked down. Now, while the product in itself is, you know, very, very important, the experience is what creates the emotional connection. And I already talked about emotional connections before, right? Emotional connections make your customer a lifelong customer. Emotional connections make your customer a brand advocate. Emotional connections keeps your customer coming back. Creates a fondness for your brand that cannot easily be shaken off or replaced. What really, you know, delivers this um, emotional connection is for you to create experiences for your customer that make them happy, that make them feel loved. You're doing this consistently means that you are now creating an environment, a culture, a space that makes people happy. People want to just come there. People consider your space and your brand as a happy place. It's very difficult to shake this off once you have it locked down. And it's something I'm passionate about because I have seen so many people lose good business even though they had good products and they wonder what have I done wrong if you are losing good business even though you have a good product the experience is the missing link again I have been on the receiving end of this you know where the vendor had fantastic um, designs you know this was interior designs now soft furnishing everything was great but when it came to delivery, when it came to engaging, when it came to timelines, these were very unpleasant experiences. So that by the time I had an opportunity to refer, there was a caveat there. And I was like, okay, you know what? If you're going to buy from this brand, brace up because the customer experience is not great. For people who are particular about customer experience, you may just have lost yourself a customer at that point. So please focus not just on delivering the product, you know, focus also on delivering on the experience. So that's it for me for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely enjoyed sharing. Please listen to it over and over and over again. And please share, share with your network, share with people you feel need to 
need to hear this you know it goes a long way also in helping us build a formidable industry a formidable creative industry when we are all hearing these messages and we're able to self-correct thank you so very much for listening speak to you soon bye